morning, New Vine Lakes. Uh, welcome to church this morning. Have you guys just enjoyed uh, that amazing worship that we've got going on? I love that. I miss it. Um, yeah, it's uh, I long to be with you guys. I, I really am starting to get a fresh perspective whenever Paul wrote, you know, I miss you and, and I just am praying to God to see you again. I feel that. <laughs> I feel that when I, when I record these messages. Uh, yeah, you guys are missed. Uh, in case you don't know who's missing you, my name is Jake. I am our youth team leader here at Lakes, uh, as well as one of our church hands, uh, one of, of one. So it's, it's just me at the moment. Uh, but what that means is I do a lot of the behind the scenes stuff like editing and some uh, just ministry stuff with Steve and the team, which is just such a blessing. So a uh, big thanks to, to everyone at Lakes for supporting me in that. That's just a huge privilege. Uh, yeah, so thank you so much. Uh, I'm going to be doing our message this morning, uh, which I'm really excited for. This is the uh, the first uh, sermon of our, 13, our, our 13th year. Yeah, so happy birthday. 12 years, we did it. Congratulations. This is our 13th year. Uh, which is super exciting and lots of change is happening. So we uh, are moving from the Valentine School Hall to the Belmont Sporties. So that's a change in location, which is such a big deal. And I'm uh, really excited for that, that we can start to gather again soon. So yeah, I hope you're excited and I'm, I'm excited to see some people there. So it'll be great. So I kind of want to speak into uh, some things that, that God's showing me in regards to the change that's happening uh, and some things that he's done throughout our history. So it's been it's been a very exciting uh, 12 years. I, I think I've been here for a bit over 10. I'm not sure. It's all it's, it's all blurred in there somewhere. But I've, I've been here for, for a fair while and I've seen a lot of what's going on. I've, I've grown up here, um, which has been fantastic. So obviously the the church, especially the youth ministry, has played a giant part of my life and my story, um, which I'm just grateful to be a part of. And and I'd love to see just how we've grown as a church uh, in terms of our, our mission, you know, our character, uh, who we are, our culture. Uh, I've absolutely loved that. I love that we have a big family culture. Um, so it's great. It's great whenever you get to see someone because it's just it's like missing someone that's part of the family um and so it's been great to see that develop over the years and just thinking back uh location wise even we have always been uh meeting in schools which i think is really interesting because what what do you do at schools you learn and i think over these 12 years has been a big learning process of who we are as a church and, and how we you know reflect our, our culture and our mission to the community around us and to the world. And that's been great to see that develop. Uh, we've put these amazing structures in place, which is structures is a big, serious word, frightening sometimes, but very important as well. Um, and we are, we've got a very honoring culture. I love the leadership we have. Um, shout out to Tamara, Next Gen's ministry. Woo! Um, I just, a blessing to see how that's grown uh, as all of these things all of these lessons learned has been amazing but we're no longer meeting in a school um, and we haven't been for a little while now We've been online uh, but it's been exciting to see this change happen we'll be now meeting at the Belmont Sporties and when you think of Sporties you know I, there are some things you might think of but what comes to mind for me is 
from a, a service point of view, you know, I work in a deli and so I'm always thinking of, of the customer. And when I think of the sporties, I think of serving, uh, which is very exciting. I love that. And, and it's, we read about that in the Bible. Jesus served. That's what he said he came here to do, not to be served, but to serve. Uh, and I, and this is just my thinking, but I, I feel like this is the next stage for lakes uh, in, in our history timeline, is that we are about to get big on this serving role. And we've especially had this idea of land placed on our heart which is a big deal, and, and I think that's placed in our hearts by God, which is fantastic. Uh, but the thing that comes to mind is, is have we stewarded well? And, and I think it's stewarding well what we have. And so this, this new location, this new building, I really just want to um, encourage you guys to have this heart of, of service towards the community and those around you. And uh, I'm, I'm actually just going to preach on that. So you've if you're interested or not, get ready for 20 minutes of, of the word. So I'm really excited for that. Now, if you'd like to turn to John 13, uh, chapter 1, we'll be reading here. This is the whole message of Jesus washing the disciples' feet, uh, which is a perfect picture of serving. Uh, so I'll just read here from verse 1. Uh, now, before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, that he should depart from the world to the Father, Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And supper being ended, the devil having already put it in the heart of Judas, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given him all things uh, and that he had come from God and was going to God, he rose from supper and laid aside his garments, took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel with which he was girded. Then he came to Simon Peter, and Peter said to him, Lord, are you washing my feet? And Jesus answered and said to him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but you will know after this. And Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. And Jesus answered him, If I don't wash you, you have no part with me. And love Peter, absolute legend. Peter said to him, Well, Lord, not only my feet, but my hands and my head. And Jesus said, look, he who is bathed needs only to wash his feet and he's completely clean. So he's saying, it's, it's all right, Peter, the feet will be fine. He who is bathed needs only to wash his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not all of you. And in this moment, he's talking about Judas who will betray him. Um, yes, and that's why he said, you are not all clean. So when he had washed their feet, taken his garments and sat down again, he said to them, do you know what I've done to you? You call me teacher and Lord and you say, well, for so I am. And if I then, your Lord and your teacher have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I've given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master. Nor is he who is sent greater than he who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. There you go. If you do these things, you are blessed. Take that. That's a promise. Now, this is such a perfect picture of, of service, right? And if you guys, I, I'm really hoping you are majority followers of Jesus, right? And so the way that you would picture Jesus is our king. He is our Lord. And uh, when we 
this whole idea of following him is to serve him. And then Jesus, to his disciples, his closest of followers, he takes the time to wash their feet, which is such a topsy-turvy thing to do that even Peter goes to him, Jesus, you, you can't do that. <laughs> like he doesn't understand. Jesus, you don't understand. You're above us. You don't wash our feet. We wash your feet. And Jesus is like, no, 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 I, I need to do this, Peter. Let me do this, uh, which is such a big deal. And so it's a perfect image of um, what we should be living our lives like. So Jesus says that it's good that you recognize me as this, especially to be. It's good that you recognize me as your Lord and your teacher. But if that's the case, then you actually need to follow my example. And he's, Jesus is very aware that he's setting that standard, setting that example for us of servitude, of humbling yourself, which is such a big deal, and then serving. And I think that's a very hard thing to do in our day and age. It's very hard to do in their day and age. I think just as humanity, the idea of putting someone above yourself is somewhat difficult thing to do. And uh, I'm, I'm learning that in, uh, in just in life. For some of you know, I've just, I've started, um, riding around on a bike. This is the first time that I've been on the road and I'm, I'm very aware that some people do not care about you, especially if you're on a bike and they will cut you off uh, any opportunity they get. And so when someone actually lets you pass or lets you through, gives way to you, uh, it actually stands out to you and you're like, oh wow, that was really nice. And you give the wave, thank you. Um, and it's such a beautiful moment. It's this idea of putting others before yourself really is a big deal in any regard. And uh, same with uh, customers or cutting in line or something. Um, I'm, again, I'm always thinking of just the shop. That's just where my mind's at at this stage of my life. And uh, we're only allowed a number of people in the shop, four people. And there will be often a line that forms outside. And you see people that try and sneak past and get in before everyone else. And it's like, oh, it's not very nice. But um, then you see people that say, like, if there's an elderly person that's really struggling just to get out of the car, they said, oh, no, let me open the door for you. Let me let you through, you know, and they want to look out for one another. That's a beautiful thing to see. And we all recognize that. And so in your own life, you can see that as a beautiful example. And but that's one way of serving just in everyday life. But Jesus takes it a step further to humble himself, right? Like he didn't need to do that, but he did it. Like this is going above and beyond, or well, I guess down and below, right? Of, of what would be called normally. And he asks us to follow in that example, which is such a big deal. And I love, because the whole idea of washing feet, the context behind it is when you enter inside into a house, someone else's house, presumably, you would wash your feet because if you're wearing sandals and you know you've got dirt all over your feet and you don't want to bring that into someone's house it's just not it's not nice it's rude uh, if someone did that in my mom's house she would just go mental she would not appreciate that and i'd understand so you wash your feet there'd be a basin or something that you could just do that with uh, unless and the only time you wouldn't do it would be if there was like a rich person's house and they had a servant to do that for you um, which is a very humble position. And so Jesus, out of the blue it almost seems like, decides to do that for his disciples, which is just insane thing to do. Because one, they're already inside. Why did he need to wash their feet? And two, he's the one that's in charge. He's not the servant. 
He's actually the teacher, the Lord, the leader. So why is that happening? And I was asking God about this. And the revelation I got from this was, uh, it wasn't a physical house that Jesus was preparing them to enter, but a spiritual one. And it's this whole idea of the Father's house, the house of God. And this is just after the Last Supper. We know what happens next. And, uh, and I was like, oh, wow, that's amazing. And then I was like, oh, well, maybe that's a, you know, a bit far-fetched. You know, it, doesn't, it doesn't actually say that in the Bible. But the verse that came to mind for me next was, in my father's house, I'll, I'll read it for you, I'll find it right here. Uh, in my father's house are many mansions, or dwellings, or rooms is another translation. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Right? Which is very exciting. And I was like, oh yeah, the father's house, Jesus talks about that. And then I looked up where that was in the Bible. And it's the next chapter. It's the start of the next chapter that Jesus is talking about this idea of his father's house. And it's like, hang on a second, G Jesus, you know what you're talking about, don't you? And I think he does, which is very, which is encouraging as a Christian. Um, but wow, that's exciting because then it puts this whole spin on this idea of serving. It puts this another spin on this idea of the. Uh, washing of the disciples feet and I'd almost consider what this is as a parable because there's a hidden lesson in the reality of what Jesus is living out which is just so so clever and there's so much gold in the scripture and so when Jesus asks us to wash feet he's not only saying to humble yourself and to serve but also to welcome people into the house of God into the kingdom of God I really like this connection between entering into the house of God and serving. And I really do believe that it's by living this life of serving, of putting others before ourselves, that we can help people enter into the house of God. And that's really, that's a, that's a big time mission. And, uh, well, that's the great commission, right? That's what Jesus sets out for us is to make disciples of all the world, all the nations. Um, and I really do think this is how it's done. And one of my lines of thinking for this is because sandwiched in between this idea of Jesus washing the disciples' feet and uh, this idea of his father's house, that he has a place for us, is this verse. And it's actually what Jesus calls a commandment. This is, uh, I believe it's verse... 34 of chapter 13, uh, Jesus says, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I've loved you. Right? Think about that. And verse 35 is, By this all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. So I'll read that all again for you. This is a lot to take in, and I really want you to, to feel this and to think about this. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I've loved you, as he's loved us, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. That's very exciting, because this is how you, you reveal to yourself, this is how you reveal to the world, right? The faith that you believe, the God that you believe, the, the man that you follow, right? Jesus. And this is very, very, very cool.
And I especially like this, this idea of entering into the house of God as we are, as a church, are about to enter into a new house, you could say, a new building. Uh, I think this is something we need to be thinking about. And especially as change comes, it can set in culture, right? We can, we can start to renew our minds, renew ways, things that are done. Uh, the, the image of, you know, striking while the iron is hot comes to mind, right? While change happens. But I don't want us just to think, hey, we've got a new building. We've got everything sorted out. This is what church looks like now. It's good. This is where church gathers. But this isn't where church happens. Church happens where we serve, where we live out the calling upon our lives, this new commandment of loving one another as he has loved us. And you think about how he loved us, right? God the Father coming down into human form to live among us, to disciple us, to heal us, right? And to go even further, to wash our feet, to humble himself further, and to go even further, to die on the cross for us and resurrect to bring us new life, right? That's how much that Jesus loved us. That's how much God loves us, is to, is to just live in this humility and die for us. And he's saying, this is the command that I give you, is love people like that. <laughs> like, that's a big deal. That's a big thing. But that's how we'll recognize, that's how the people of the world will recognize that we are his followers. And I really do think that's how we do evangelism well. It's not necessarily about hitting the streets and and, and calling from the uh, the corners of the streets and saying, you need to follow Jesus, repent, the end is near. You know, it's, it's by living a life of love. And I, I feel like I do talk about that every time. My leaders at youth rip into me because they're like, oh, Jake, what are you going to talk about on Friday? Is it love? And I, and I laugh because, yes, I, I probably will be talking about love on Friday. So it's 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 foundational, it's core. And uh, there's more things to the scripture, to gospel than love, but it's foundational. And I really hope that this is something that you can take to heart, something that transforms your life. This is the, this is the thing that gave us new life was love. And I really hope it's the way that you live this new life is around love, focused around love, which is God. I hope that makes sense. Again, I'm just talking to myself here and, and like I look like I've been enjoying it. So I hope that works for you as well. But yeah, so I'm just going to try and summarize right now. I, uh, some, I sometimes I feel like I just speak and I'm not sure if people follow. So let me just summarize. Jesus uh, gives us an example of putting others first and serving them. And the reason we do this is one, because we love them. We love people uh, and we want the best for them. And what we want is for them to enter into the house of God. I hope you're with me there. And as a church has lakes, as we enter into a new house, let us make it this foundation on our, on our heart of love, that we can follow this commandment of loving others as he has loved us. And that's how we'll show to this world that we are his followers and that they can see, hey, how good is that? How, how fruitful is this life? Look how joyful these people are. Look how successful these people are. Look at the love within them. That's what I want for my life. That's our hope. Something I want to leave you with is, uh, is, is a question. And we'd recently had our Healing Impartation Conference a little while back. And we had a man, Johnny Barnrutha, come and speak. 
And he asked this question, this is something that they say at his church, Bethel. If you were put on trial for being a follower of Jesus, would they have enough evidence to convict you? I'll ask you that again. If you were put on trial for being a follower of Jesus, would they have enough evidence to convict you? That's heavy. And I'm not going to give you an... I can't answer that for you. But I do want to leave you with that verse, that commandment of loving one another as he has loved us. Just put that at that core. Let that transform your life. Let that be the example that you show to others for them to see, for them to grasp at. I hope this all makes sense. Uh, I, I actually recorded a message yesterday and I was working today and I was like, God, I just, I've got to go over some things again. That's just not, it just doesn't sit right with me. So I hope this is actually reaches some people. Uh, I hope that this is something that you can just think of. And, uh, and please be praying into our situation of, of moving um, and think about what are the foundational things? What are the things that are at your heart? What are the things that need to change? And what are the things that you really just need to dig into right now? Uh, big questions, but definitely worth it. Anyway, let's wrap up in prayer. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. You have done an amazing job. Uh, yeah, let's pray. Holy Spirit, I thank you for uh, living with us, for being here with us and, uh, and helping us to live an example of love to those around us. Uh, I pray into our families, our friends, our communities, our workplaces, Lord, that we can really just love one another as Jesus has loved us. Uh, Lord, help us to have new revelations, new heights of your love, new revelations of, of who you are. And Lord, help us to journey in this new season uh, at Belmont Sporties, uh, but just in this time of the world as well. This is a very unique time, God. I pray that we can be unique followers of Christ in this moment and uh, that we can serve you and others well. pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Those that agree, amen.